Weekend Legends Catch-Up Podcast. Get it in your ears. Get this in your hands, though, on Sportsbet's new iPhone app. The easiest betting app just got easier. Download it now. Gamble responsibly. So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls the Weekend Legends. Good morning and thanks for joining us, Chris Gale with Andrew Rose. Now, if your blood was boiling after you were trying to get home on the trains last night, uh, yeah. you probably called down because it was a chilly Sydney morning. But now it's going to be 25 degrees, so you'd be all over the shop. Yeah, I heard that right in the news report just before us, right? 25. 25 tomorrow. So I think everyone deserves a gift. <laughs> oh, Nick. Oh, what a catch. Warner takes another screamer at slip. Excellent bowling and excellent fielding from the Australians. Oh, that's, that's just what I wanted, Chris. Thank England, you. England, all out 67 rows. 67. Unbelievable. How good. Australia leads by 283 going to the third day with four wickets in hand. We've probably got one hand on that Ashes urn. Sounds good. In the NRL last night, South 22 defeated Brisbane 20 in a slobber knocker. How good is rugby league, guys? It's just superb. Cowboys 24 defeated Panthers 10 at 1-300 Smile Stadium. Rose, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Bulldogs are still alive. Can you explain it? Ladies and gentlemen, I want every Bulldogs fan to get right up and close to your listening device right now. The reality is we can make the finals. Get your abacus out. There's a lot of things that need to happen, but so far we can make the finals. It ain't going to happen. Oh, come on. Let me dream. This hour, we look at junior sport. Uh, they're often not keeping the score, and we are saying, is this the right message to send to our kids who, let's face it, are the future of our generation? Mm, that could get juicy. We're also going to do an under-pressure test. This is going to be a seven-tackle set game. We ask you a bunch of questions, and you could win your very own Gurney High Pressure Washer. That's later in the hour. All that coming up this hour, but up next, NRL hardman Spud Carroll will join us with his thoughts on Round 23, and we ask him why it's Spud with two Ds. Yeah, Mm. let's do that. You're on the Weekend Legends. This is Sydney's Triple M. It's a show on the weekend, and these guys are legends. So naming the show was a no-brainer. Triple M's Ghost Mutt. I mean... Sorry, what is it? Weekend Legends. Yes, with Chris and Rose on Triple M, guys. And round 23 has kicked off with fireworks starting Thursday night between the Eels and the Bulldogs all the way until last night's broncos Rabbitohs game, Chris. Sure were fireworks, Lachlan. In one of the games of the year, Rose, South 22 survived the Broncos 20 up at Suncorp Stadium. Mm. Not only one of the games of the year, but this might have been the tackle of the year. Ten metres out. So, a quick way the ball. They stay the short side. Boyd holds up. Back inside the corner. Cookie monster, Chris. Unbelievable. To give us his thoughts about that game and the rest of the round so far, a superstar at all levels of rugby league, Mark Spud Carroll. Spud, was that the turning point that South were looking for last night? Uh, morning, men. Oh, it certainly was. As they say, um, you can't run without legs. That's a <laughs> perfect, mate, that was the perfect tackle. For any young kid listening to the show, it doesn't matter how big the bloke is. If you take their legs, what an amazing tackle. So close to the line. And he's such an incredible player. That oats, mate, you need a uh, you need a, a truck to hit him mm. head on. But mate, if you take his legs, that's what happened. And look, in terms of turning points, was Adam Reynolds a genius for getting winded when South <laughs> were on the racket eight all, and then uh, they turned around and went for a twelve zero run after that? Oh, very, very, very good pick up. I, mate, you don't know these days. These guys laying on the ground. Um, I just think the game should be played on. Move the player along. Move the player away from the player. Mm. Um, 
But now the game has changed so much, mate. They're just changing every rule and they're manipulating the rule to their best ability. Mate, uh, Spud, it's Rose here. Uh, look, looking at the Broncos on the other side of the result of that game, uh, David Fafita seems to have stepped up uh, with guys like Pango Jr. and Payne Haas at the Broncos. How uh, dangerous is that forward pack for the future? No, it's incredible for the future. But, you know, the future is now. Like, they, they, they had the opportunity. I think uh, last week, with Pangai Jr. getting five weeks dead. So that was a joke, that thing. Um, <laughs> Fafita got the same. Fafita was three times worse. He, got, he ended up getting three weeks. But he, he ragged Maloney. He ended up jumping on him. Sure, he, mate, the games, we're not coming off the top of the turn, but uh, buckled at uh, WWE Wrestling. Oh, kind of we're playing were. the most physical game in the world. Yeah. He landed on him. He gets five weeks, mate. That's the rival season last week. But Fafita, absolute standout. Um, but you're looking back at the game, the way South, I, I, I'm... Interesting. I lose a couple of players. Mm. Um, I reckon, especially uh, the, the you know, Jimmy the Jet, mate. That was is he. There's 46 cameras <laughs> he's coming down with a drop elbow. Like, it's that was such the a brain snap. shot I've seen for a while, mate. Yeah, it was a brain snap completely. I tell you what, though, yeah. Spud. I think you speak for all of us. The Pangai Junior thing has left us completely flummoxed. Yeah. Now, turning to the other game last night, the Cowboys 24 defeated the Panthers 10 at 1300 Smile Stadium. You would argue that Penrith was the only team that had something to play for. But, of course, the Cowboys were playing without Matt Scott, who'd suffered that very unfortunate mild stroke during the year. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the week. I heard that he was able to watch the game on TV. Do those mm. things, do you take those things out on the field with you as inspiration to play? Yes, certainly. Well, especially someone like uh, Scott. He's just a great player. And I, um, I pass on my, my hope he gets better quick. You know, he was such a, yeah. such, I know he's retiring, and he was such an outstanding front row forward. But the you know, Cowboys had something to play for. But so did Penrith. Mate, they had their opportunity. They're, they're gone. They won't make the eight the way they're playing. There's no one in the world they deserve to be in the eight. If they do get in the eight, they'll lose the first game. Yeah. They had their opportunity of a lifetime. It's hard going up there to play, I guarantee you. But you think um, yeah, close to being in the semi-final, the Cowboys had nothing to lose. They just had to throw it on the table, and they certainly can play some good footy. Yeah, we're talking to Spud Carroll here about the games uh, already happened during this round. Speaking of teams with nothing to lose, let's go mm. back to Thursday. My beloved Bulldogs are four in mm. a row. The dream killers in rugby league are beating the Eels 12 points to six. We love a good loose cannon here on the weekend, Legend Spud. And uh, mm. Nathan Brown's shoulder charge on Dallin Watine Selesniak uh, is like ultimate loose cannon action right there. Uh, there was a great video this week of his nonna getting angry at him for hitting the, doing the shoulder charge and oh. getting two weeks. From your experience, how do you walk mm. that line of aggression while not getting your nonna angry at the same time? <laughs> well, mate, that was back the old school days. You know, there was, when I was a kid coming through, it was, I was, I'm a power of manager junior, and the games against Bulldogs, you love watching back in the 70s mm. and 80s. But now... I think there was a couple of uh, you know, um, dubious. There was a dubious try at the end where he, and we're not playing soccer. Don't put your foot out. Right? There had to be a try. But I just think with Brown, mate, that was a mate. He just had a, um, a loose switch go off, and he said, "You can't." I love a shoulder charge, but you can't come out line three seconds later and whack the bloke. <laughs> then turn into the biggest um, handbag fight I've ever, oh. I've ever seen. Hey, what about the bags? They're throwing Louis Vuittons and uh, Chanel bags these days. Well, I think it's cross-promotion, isn't it? They're, they're in cahoots with the handbag companies. And look, finally, Spud, a big question on our lips. You're well known in your post-football career for your gymnasium down in Crown Street where you're turning seasons around every year, including like Kane Evans from Parramatta. Yeah. The big question on everyone's lips is, why is it spud with two Ds? Ah, I'll tell you why, right? Because I'm a wanker. When I, to, when I got to the South, my nickname out West is uh, Bog. I used to always have a flat top. And I walk in there and I see a lot of potatoes, um, 16 potatoes before a game for energy, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, 
I remember I walked in, they said, here comes Spud. So I thought, okay, well, I just bought a nice uh, uh, Commodore V8 Commodore. I'll put number plates. So I tried to get SPUD. Right. And uh-huh. some, potato, some potato farmer had them, so that's why I got SPUD. Um, everything is called Spud. I've got a gym called Spud. I used to have a boat called Spud. Oh. And, mate, this is one of those things. Um, it's great. Out of rugby league, which gave me uh, everything, I've also got a nickname, which is pretty cool. Beautiful. I'm hungry. <laughs> now we know the origins of Spud. Mark Carroll, thanks for your time this morning and enjoy the rest of round 23, mate. Anytime. Thanks, Spud. Can you believe that? 16 potatoes before a game. I'm having potato pancakes for lunch. He's such a great guy. I think we're going to try and get him in the studio before the year's out, Rose. I would love to have Spud in here with us. That'd be great fun. We'll we'll try to get him in for the semifinals. But up next, the Eels v Bulldogs emphasised why we as fans love this great game of ours. Up next, we will tell you why it was one of the great Games. Go the dogs. You're on the Weekend Legends at Sydney's Triple M. Kicking you right in the weekend. Oh. Triple M's Weekend Legends. It is the Weekend Legends on Triple M uh, with Chris and Rose. And Rose, your Bulldogs are still remarkably in finals contentions after a 12 points to 6 victory over the Eels, which was just a spectacular game to watch. It was, Lachlan. And look, if I look a little bit tired today, it's because I've been up all night in front of a whiteboard. Yes. Just connecting dots and connecting lines. Figuring out how the dogs can make it into the eight. You didn't have an overhead projector, Ricky Stewart style, but old school. I couldn't afford one. Right, okay. I was just just writing on my wall with a crayon. But for all you dog, doggies fans that need to know how we're going, we the, we need the Warriors to beat the Sharks and the Knights to beat the Tigers. That's just well, this that weekend. ain't going to happen then. Oh come on, the Knights will thro- flog your boys. But that's all we need to happen this weekend to stay alive. Now the game on Thursday night, Rose, which keeps you in the hunt. Oh man, it, it's so good to watch the dogs winning games four in a row. We're just killing people's dreams left, right, and centre. Yeah, you semi killed Parramatta's dreams twelve to six out of Bankwest Stadium in front of a very healthy Thursday night crowd of eighteen thousand and seventy one people. Is that the Eels' first loss at Bankwest? Mm, I think I might have lost another one, but okay. maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Mm. Look, everyone has said this is such a great game because it's the essence of rugby league. It was channeling the eighties, the great rivalry of the eighties. Now, I lived in the 80s, Rose. You barely lived in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. No. Thank God it's not channeling it too much. In the 84 grand final, the Bulldogs beat Parramatta six points to four. Mm, yeah. In the 86 grand final, Parramatta beat Canterbury four points to two. <laughs> it wasn't that great an era, people, I'm telling you. <laughs> but there was some intensity in this game, none more so than Mike Acevo's hit on Dallin Wateen Zalesniak. Kicking away to Lewis, right side to four, and four gets it away to Dallin Wateen Zalesniak. He was monstered by Sivo. Sivo gets up. How good's MG? Just pure emotion pouring out of the man. And, you know, you see so many shoulder charges and Nathan Brown hits and stuff. It's nice to see a legitimate tackle that actually was a good tackle. That was legal. Yeah. How good has Dallin been for you guys since uh, he came across from the Panthers? A star. A star. He's brought a lot of uh, star class to the team and also a, a little bit more leadership, which I think is good. He leads by example, Dallin. Now, both the guys involved in that play were involved in some of the real excitement of the game. First of all, Maker Sivo copped a sneaky headbutt from Remus Smith. Yep. He went to the bin, I'm, faces one week on the sidelines. I'll tell you that, Sivo, I'm getting semi-Rad Raja vibes from him. <laughs> you wouldn't be the only one. And I really think the highlight of the game uh, was Nathan Brown, just full stop. For example, his <laughs> shoulder charge on Dallin, which sees him facing two weeks on the sideline with the early guilty plea. Yeah. Dallin says, I should be okay. He just wished he hit me front on right. rather than blindsided him. He did get up pretty quick, though. He's made a, made a something tough. No, he's a tough kid. Yeah. But there was, of course, the usual remonstrations or malaise as a result of this. And we saw unlikely candidates taking on Nathan in the said uh, brouhaha. What about Josh Jackson? 
Yeah, look, Josh Jackson, we call him the anonymous man because you never see him. Like, he played Origin for years and years and years and no one noticed he was there. He's just a worker and he's not very much in the limelight. But boy, did he spark up after that hit. It was late. I think he said something uh, like it was effing late. (laughs) As he joined in the conversation as the referee was administering punishment and it broke up Deluxe. It did break up Deluxe. And, you know, Fair play, because that was a really out-of-line shot. As a, as a professional player, you see bad shots all the time. It, you know it's bad if Josh Jackson's going at you in front of the refs. It was the fourth time that Brown had come out of the line trying to make a big hit. He'd missed the first three. He didn't miss Dallin, but he got it completely wrong. And I know that was a big moment in the game, but I need to ask you about that winning try, the Nick Meany winning try, the boot coming out, Mitchell Moses. Is it a try? Is it a no try? Penalty try, absolutely right. no question. But the argument was, if you put your boot out and he hits the ball, then it's a try-saving move. If he puts his foot out and hits the arm, it's a penalty try. So they've just got to reserve themselves to that result when they jump in like that. Take right? the risk, pay the price, my friend. And even at the end of the game, there was another push and shove oh, involving yeah. Aiden Tolman, who's even quieter than Jackson. I mean, what are you doing, Eels? These are some of the calmest men in rugby league you've getting fired up over here. Such an exciting game. Sounded really, really engaging on the TV. A lot of crowd noise that was really loud. And now there's a rumour that they're actually pumping through crowd noise oh, through oh, really? the PA. Yeah. Well, you know, when some, I think it was uh, when uh, one of our boys went over the line to score a try, instead of the crowd going yay, they went ooh, <laughs> which sounds pretty sus to me. I don't think a crowd would do that. So maybe you're right. Anyway, since the 80s, still to the present day, 2019 Bulldogs, Eels, the essence of rugby league. And Love I it. cannot believe I'm saying this. The Bulldogs are still alive. Yeah, baby. For how much longer? We'll wait and see, Bulldogs fans. But up next, you might be driving to or from your child's sport this morning. We're asking the question, should we be keeping score at kids' sports? One triple three five three. We want to know your thoughts next. Of course we should be keeping score. <laughs> what are they talking about? Ridiculous. This is the Weekend Legends on Triple F. Sit back, relax, and let these guys do the thinking. Well, at least talking. Triple M's Weekend Legends. It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose on Triple M. And Kids Sport is making the news again this week with a suggestion that we shouldn't be keeping score. Chris, you've got some thoughts. I do, Lachlan. There was a compelling article rose by Jessica Halloran in the Sunday Telegraph last weekend called Everyone's a Winner, But Our Kids Lose Out. And the central theme was in junior sport, like in athletics, every kid is getting a ribbon in the race. Mm -hmm. In junior footy, across Oz kick, uh, soccer, rugby league, up to under 12s in some instances, no score is being kept. Mm. Her concern is the kids are not learning to deal with heartbreak, how to lose, dealing with an early mad Monday. <laughs> uh, and that really you need to learn and win or lose at an early age. Now, Dr. Michael Carr-Gregg, who's a children's expert, says this is the wussification of a generation. What do you think? The wussification? That's yes. a word? By not keeping score. Okay, so why are they not keeping score? Is it thinking that, you know, so a kid doesn't, so everyone doesn't either win or lose. It's just, oh, you're out there to have fun. It's the, exactly the enjoyment, the participation. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Really? Yeah, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> because you've got to get some lessons in life, my son. This is my great gripe. Like, in the old days, past the parcel at a kid's birthday party, yeah. one kid won a prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, every kid wins a prize, and whoever's birthday it is, they get the main yeah, prize. How does that... Drives me crazy. I understand you're angry, Chris, but how does this translate to, sp- to keeping score in children's sport? Because not everyone is a winner, Yeah, Rose. but it No, no, but that's not why they're doing it. It's because kids don't know what's going on. A six-year-old doesn't know the score or care the score. They're out there just to kick the ball around with their mates, have a good time. They just care about getting home to play Fortnite again. They don't care what the score is, what quarter it is. As an 11-year-old is not a six-year-old, Rose, but I'm interested in what the, uh, <laughs> pe- people out there have to say. Okay, let's go to some people with actual brains, actual opinions, actual parents who have kids that do these kind of things. Let's go to Jeff in the Central Coast. Jeff, do you think we should be keeping score in children's games? 
Of course we should. What a load of rubbish. <laughs> Namby pamby. You're breeding it to Life is full of competition. Thank That's you, Jeff. That's why you've got to start it young right. and you've got to do it. That's the problem with first graders these days. They're all molly coddled. Grow a pair and just get on with life. Right. So what about if we don't keep score and we just tell both teams they lost? Yes. Right. That, would that be a <laughs> Yes. Right now the score is one to me, zero to you. Keep <laughs> okay, going. Thank you. Let's Thank you, mate, for your call. Let's go to Rod from Campbelltown. Rod, uh, should they be keeping score in children's games? Yeah, of course they should. They keep score in the um, Mapland test. Oh, yeah. If that's, I knew what that was, I'd agree with yeah, Rod. Yeah, that's, it, it sounds really intelligent, though. No, no, that's it? how kids are getting measured, both ah, academically okay, and in right. sport. I agree with Rod. The score now, 2-0. Oh, okay, stop keeping score. <laughs> okay, well, let's go to Wallace from George's Hall. Uh, Wallace, do you think uh, children's sport should have a score? Uh, yeah, of course I do. Oh, this is ridiculous. Why, Wallace? Because, look, the kids have got to have something to aspire to. Yep. Mm. You've, got to be able, you've got to be able to say, well, okay, look, even if you lost the game, you can say, right, Next time we play and we've got to do better. Even if you get beaten by 12 points, well, this time they only beat us by six. We're getting better. We know what we're doing. Yeah, I do I do see Wallace's point that you can improve in loss. Thank you, Wallace. You are the voice of oh, reason. I'll it. just consult my little iPad here. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, Chris 3, Rose nil. Listen, the kids would be excited no matter what. If you just tell them to get McDonald's on the drive home, they'll be happy. It has to change, Rose. It's too <laughs> much pressure on trophy manufacturers. Yeah. They can't keep up the supply. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Thanks for all your calls. Seems like we will be keeping score. Why mess with tradition? You're on the Weekend Legend, Sydney's Triple M. Kicking you right in the weekend. Oh. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose. And quickly, I've just got to do a shout-out to thank Sportsbet for their new iPhone app. The easiest betting app just got easier. Download it now and gamble responsibly. But, guys, nice. we're here to settle a debate mm-hmm. that the Storm are the grubbiest team in rugby league. Well, clearly. <laughs> well, Lachlan, this comes off the back of the rubbish-on-the-face penalty for Cam Smith by Ben Cummins last weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, no one likes rubbish-on-the-face, Rose. Uh, by the way, you've got a bit of salami just stuck yeah, in your face. beard. Why do you aggressively grab it off my face? But people talk storm. They think the following terms, Rose. Wingnut, chicken wing, crusher, rolling pin, bumper bar. What is this, Santa's new reindeer? <laughs> I think so. Come wingnut, come chicken wing, let's go. And the conventional, and I would argue correct view, <laughs> is that the storm are the dirtiest team in the NRL. Well, I think if you are any uh, self-respecting rugby league fan who's the dirtiest team in rugby league, they'd probably probably say Storm every time, right? Well, I think we all have to look in the mirror. Oh, why? They've released statistics over the last four years of play that suggest it's not the case. Oh, Storm aren't the grubbiest team in rugby league. This is a huge reveal here on the Weekend Legends. All right, so Lock- let's break down some of the key categories. <laughs> Lachlan's stunned already. Lachlan is... <laughs> I've used this word already. Flummox. <laughs> most penalised. The three most penalised teams over the last four years okay. are the Seagulls, the Panthers, and the Raiders. So Manly's first? Yes. Okay, Manly. Okay, right. Panthers, Raiders. Storm, only seventh. Mm. My Tigers, 12th. Your Dogs, 13. Lachlan Dragons, 16. So we're all clean. There's yeah. probably a message in that. Oh, we, need to, we need to play dirtier to play better, by the sounds of it. Dangerous Tackles. Panthers, Roosters, Sharks. No surprises in any of this, by the Panthers, way. Panthers, that's, yeah, right. Number one, Panthers, dirtiest tacklers. Storm all the way down in eighth spot. This, see, this is this is killing the myth right here. Yeah. Dragons, 10th. Tigers, 14th. Dogs, 15th. Hey, we're good. We're well-behaved boys. Obviously, playing clean gives you no benefit at all. No, no, you're losing. And in the ability to hold down, well, the Titans are number one because that's all they've got. Oh, that makes total sense. The Titans spent half their season just trying to stop other teams from scoring 40 <laughs> points on them, right? <laughs> Please, stay followed, down. Followed in second place by Hullo, Penrith Panthers, and the Raiders. Ah, seeing a trend here. Storm of fourth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, generally they've been middle of the table. Now, Dogs, ninth. Tigers, 14th. Dragons, 15th. Wow. So, according to the referees, it's not the Storm, it's the most evil team in rugby league. 
The Penrith Panthers. You've been exposed, Panthers. They're the grubbiest team in rugby league, Lachlan. Congratulations to the Penrith Panthers for taking the title, <laughs> grubbiest team in rugby league. We'll see the stats next year Go and see cats. if anything changes. <laughs> Up next, we've got our under-pressure test. Have you been watching sport this week? We want you to play and try win a Gurney High Pressure Cleaner. one triple three five three. It's the Weekend Legends on Sydney's Triple M. You have to hand it to the Weekend Legends. For what, we don't know. Instead, get your hands on Sportsbet's new iPhone app. The easiest betting app just got easier. Download it now. Gamble responsibly. Triple M. Not sure if it's the show you'd give 10 out of 10, but these guys do high-five each other a lot. So high-fives. Triple M's Weekend Legends. It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose, and it's time for our Under Pressure Test. Pressure. The Under Pressure Test. Here we go, the Under Pressure Test. What we're going to do here is we're going to give you seven questions. If you answer the last question, the seventh tackle on the seventh tackle set, you win the prize. You get it, Chris? Pretty much so. We need the seventh correct answer. So if you get it wrong, we move to the next call. Yes, if you get a question wrong, we move to the next call. Whoever gets the seventh question right is correct. Now, you can keep score. You're banging on about score in children's games. I so love you to can... keep score, and yep. I'm feeling a bit nervous with that uh, bed underneath. <laughs> okay, let's go to the first caller. We'll go to Michael. Michael, who's your footy team? Oh, the Seagulls. All right, we've got a Manly fan. Chris, you ready to play, Michael? I'm ready. Here we go. First question. Who are the reigning NRL premiers? Roosters. Oh, very good. He's one from one. Good start. Name the Knights coach who left last week. The Knights coach, did you say? Yes, the Newcastle Knights coach has stepped down. Uh, Nathan Brown. Oh, Nathan Brown. Big week for Nathan Browns. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Big week for Nathan Browns. Third question here, Michael. Uh, The USA and Canadian teams are out here playing basketball against Australia. What is the name of the men's Australian basketball team? Boomers. The Boomers. Very good. Michael's on fire. He's here. solid. He's, He's very solid. solid. Question four, Michael. The Dogs have currently won how many games in a row in the Rugby League? Ooh. Uh, four. Oh, that's good. It's amazing that you knew that, Michael. It's impossible for yeah. me to believe. Yeah. <laughs> Fifth question, Michael. You might have the clean sweep. You're heading towards the second seven-tackle set here. Uh, what is the team currently in last place on the NRL ladder? Titans. Oh, that's easy. That's an easy one. Who wrote that one? That's always going to be the Titans, no matter when you ask it. Okay. Sixth question, Michael. It's getting close. Which two teams contest the Bledisloe Cup? Australia and New Zealand. Oh, do we give that or does it give the official names of the teams, Chris? Of course he's correct, okay, Rose. What, who are you? I, I don't know. I'm You're the, not some I'm, television quiz master. I'm, I'm trying to be. Is don't... Michael going to get a clean sweep? I don't know, Lachlan. This is it. Michael, if you get this seventh question right, you win the prize. You ready? And, and there is genuine pressure here, Michael, but don't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you good, Michael? You under pressure? You all right? <laughs> uh, I'm under pressure like uh, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Very good reference. All right, here we go. The seventh question for you to win the prize, Michael. This is a bit of a tougher one. Can you name the NRL coach who went to the basketball this week with Todd Greenberg? NRL coach over the basketball. Oh, my God. Get caught on the seventh tackle. Three, two, one. Uh, no, sorry, Michael. Good effort, though, mate. Made it all the way to the seventh tackle set. Let's go to Chris. Chris, who's your footy team? Uh, Newcastle Knights. Ah, oh, nice, the Knights. All right, can you name the NRL coach who went to the basketball with Todd Greenberg this week? Well, I know Russell Crowe went. Uh, <laughs> he, I can't imagine Wayne Bennett would go. Never. So I'll, I'll just take a guess and I'll say Maguire. Oh, it's a good guess, but not correct. Thank you, Chris. Good effort. Dave, this is your chance to steal it on the seventh tackle. Name the NRL coach who went to the basketball with Todd Greenberg this week. 
Uh, let's say Bellamy. Hey! Oh, he's nailed it, Dave. Congratulations. You are the winner of the seven tackle set. There's our live studio audience going nuts for you. David Lachlan, what does he win? Congratulations. You've won yourself a Gurney High Pressure Washer free oh. from the Weekend Legends. But don't forget, if you want one this Father's Day, give Dad a Gurney High Pressure Washer available at Bunnings Warehouse. Dave, congratulations, mate. That'll be sent to you this week. Good on you, Dave. Thank you very much. Yes, what a legend. Good on you, Dave. Big second hour coming up. Make sure you stick around. It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M. The Weekend Legends on Triple M. The Weekend Legends catch-up podcast is done, but the fun is just beginning. Check out Sportsbet's new iPhone app. Download it now. Gamble responsibly.